Welcome to the DNVGL Talks Energy podcast series. Electrification, rise of renewables and new technologies supported by more data and IT systems are transforming the power system. Join us each week as we discuss these changes with guests from around the industry. Welcome to a new episode of DNVGL Talks Energy here from the Global Smart Energy Summit in Dubai. My guest today is Brian Williams, industry advisor from SAP. Hi, Brian. Good afternoon. Nice to be here. Yeah, thanks for making time for this. What we want to talk today about is SAP's perspective on the impact of energy transition and digitalization on utilities. Uh, but before we get into this, it would be great if you can tell us a little bit more about yourself and your role in SAP. Sure. Yeah. So. Uh, my, my accent, you'll tell, is, is a bit of a mixed bag. Uh, originally from South Africa, became an American, and now live in Dubai. Um, my, my role at SAP is uh, to cover uh, the EMEA South region, which is Southern Europe, Middle East, and Africa. And I focus on the uh, energy, natural resources, and utilities, uh, vertical industries, uh, as our customers embark on their digital transformation journeys. Right. So um, we talked a bit earlier and uh, you mentioned uh, SAP's clients are, among others, big utilities um, and they are challenged now by what I mentioned at the beginning, the energy transition but also digitalization. So what do you think, uh, what can you bring for these utilities to the table in that challenging times? Right. Yeah, I mean, they, they, it's a... It's a continuum, if you will. Energy transition means different things to different people. I, I, for our European customers, uh, it's driven by regulatory shifts that uh, follow the public sentiment. Um, in the Middle East, uh, we're just beginning that journey uh, with uh, some regulatory changes, but uh, you know, here it will look very different as we go through that, uh, that journey. And then in Africa, I would say uh, the challenge there, in my opinion, mostly is uh, outdated regulation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I think if you compare the different regions in which we're operating, uh, there are distinct drivers to how we need to respond to, uh, to, to those uh, customer environments, if you will. So our message for Europe, um, as you can imagine, is going to be based on technology-driven, high-speed uh, processing of uh, meeting uh, demand versus supply and uh, the inclusion of renewables. Uh, in the Middle East, um, the journey is the beginning of uh, renewables into the mix, uh, but still very much focused on uh, customer service, uh, in, you know, customer happiness, as we call it in Dubai. And then in Africa, um, it is, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, getting electricity to people for sometimes for the first time ever. You know, so we, we have a very dynamic, um, region here in EMEA South, mm -hmm. uh, where SAP is uh, bringing its solutions to the bear. Right. You mentioned a few technologies already. What I would like to discuss a little bit with you is we have, of course, tremendous uptake of renewables happening right now um, and going forward uh, over the next couple of decades. We see yes. storage happening and then we see a relatively fast uptake of electric vehicles. Right which is all kind of news to grids which were never really designed for Correct. this. Correct. So I would like to have your perspective on, <coughs> on these matters. Yeah, it, it's a tremendously fast-moving story uh, for all participants. I think the, 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 the one that strikes me is uh, the 
the, uh, the equivalent uh, investment now in, uh, roughly equivalent, but uh, if, if, if we compare the Australian story right now where storage is, is, mm. is comparable to fast start turbines, that, that changes the game. Now it'll be a while before that's comparable to uh, fast start turbines in the Middle East, uh, but I think that clearly establishes the trend. Uh, likewise with uh, renewable uh, power, uh, you know, from, from PV or wind, especially PV. I think PV is the game changer. Uh, and we'll, we'll see that uh, outcompete um, fossil even in the Middle East mm -hmm. and, and sooner than people think. Uh, and then likewise, the, 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 the challenge that EV poses to, to, to grids will uh, happen, I think, faster than, than most folks uh, are anticipating. Even in Dubai, the objective is something like 20,000 vehicles by 2020. Uh, and that will already have a noticeable impact on, uh, on the network. Mm. You know, each, each electric vehicle, depending on its consumption, is the equivalent of another household or more. And I think the, the real change there will be, at least coming back to EV, will be on fleets. You know, so I think we can, we, you know, while there's a really interesting story around, uh, you know, uh, you and I driving our private cars, uh, the, the game-changing story for industry will be delivery vehicles and commercial vehicles. So, so, so from an SAP perspective, uh, I don't think you'll see us very strongly in the um, uh, automotive space in, in the EV market yet, but I think you will start seeing how we help our uh, commercial customers and utilities uh, optimize um, fleet vehicles. Uh, you know, so that, that would be the, the picture there. That's an interesting thought. You just mentioned uh, you and me driving our own cars. Uh, one could uh, predict that even that is going away, that we come to a more like shared economy model. Yes. And, and then, of course, the fleet uh, thoughts again uh, right. is, is quite interesting. Are you working on some areas like this we as well? We do, yes, yes. We, we, we're in, in the European Union, uh, we are participating, actually, you know, specifically in, the, with in, in Germany, we're participating in EV fleet trials. Uh, so, for example, Deutsche Post uh, mm -hmm. and others are, um, are trialing EV fleets. And the challenge there, as you can imagine, is if you're uh, uh, Deutsche Post, you need to optimize your energy consumption across your, 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 your fixed holdings and your vehicle fleet. Uh, and so how do you um, mitigate uh, peak, uh, you know, peak demand costs and, and the like? So it becomes a matter of uh, being very uh, smart about when you charge your vehicles and where you charge your vehicles. And mm. then from a, a network balancing perspective, we have the same issue for our utility providers, right? So you know, if you had a depot and everybody is charging their, um, their fleet vehicle overnight, that would be a potentially a stressful event for that local grid. Uh, so, uh, you know, one of the, the, the you know, the, the, the big drivers for uh, smart technologies uh, is very simple. It's, it comes down to cost. Uh, our utility customers uh, would rather spend money on technology than on copper. Mm -hmm. So to the extent that you can avoid the, in the large capital investments in building out the grid, uh, all these other methods of anticipating demand and reacting to demand in a smart way mm -hmm. is, is where we, we see our role. Yeah, that uh, leads us over to another question uh, I had in mind. Uh, demand, customers, uh, moving more and more into the center somehow, uh, getting more powerful and uh, companies need to react to this. So what is this whole journey uh, bringing us on customer satisfaction? And, and also revenues for companies around uh, customers? Good question. Uh, so, you know, at the, at the leading edge of that conversation, it's not good news. 
uh, potentially, uh, because I think the, the, the disintermediation of the utility uh, for the pro prosumer uh, is a real possibility in some markets. If you have the regulatory um, uh, sophistication to allow for that, there's no reason why blockchain technologies won't be the uh, brokering engine, if you will, between willing participants mm. in their own energy trades. Uh, now, I don't think that'll be universally true um, because I think the bulk of us, meaning us, you and I, um, live perhaps in apartments or in other types of uh, housing uh, that <coughs> would make it hard for us to um, put up our own solar panels or, or frankly even care that much about um, being that engaged in, in these types of peer-to-peer uh, -peer markets. So I, I think for, for many of us, customer satisfaction then becomes key. So what do we value most? We value uh, reliability and cost. Yeah. And I don't think those core fundamentals will change. And I, th I, I do concern, I am a little concerned that some of our customers, sorry, some of our utility customers from an SAP perspective um, are um, perhaps going a little bit too far in terms of uh, home and behind the meter services. Now, uh, you know, that, that that makes some sense in, 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 in those cases where um, it is a natural extension of the brand, for example, home heating, home comfort. But in some other areas, um, you know, home automation may be a bridge too far or home entertainment. You know, the, the, the danger there is you, you, may beginning, you may begin to dilute the core um, essential value of your brand, which is uh, always going to be reliability and cost. Uh, so, you know, th that's just an observation that I make as I, s as I look across our, our market space. Uh, but yeah, um, customer satisfaction um, is, is going to be those essential two, two items. Right. You mentioned already two main anchors of the energy trilemma just now. It's uh, reliability and affordability. Yes. So we add sustainability, but in these days, uh, linking back also what you just mentioned about <coughs> possibilities with blockchain, we get security. Yes. Um, as well. So it, it, a lot more connection also means some risk in that area. Right. Um, again, what would be your perspective on that matter? Well, I, I'll talk about the sustainability just for a minute. Um, yeah. I think the, 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 the path towards sustainability is firmly entrenched now. Uh, we'll still see um, fossil, of course, endure for a while because of uh, its legacy position. But uh, even in, in, in uh, the Middle East, I'm, I'm seeing uh, folks really looking carefully at where they make their next capital project uh, investment for generation. And uh, so we will see even here um, a move to, to renewables. Uh, and, and, and done for cost basis, you know, but done on a, on, on, a, on a cost argument, not on a, an environmental argument. And that's really the point. So, so environmental environmentally friendly generation is, is, is going to stay because it, it will be the most viable choice. In terms of security, that, that's a challenging one because uh, the, the essential nature of, of, of blockchains uh, and information technology in general is that uh, it runs on a server somewhere and where is that exactly? Uh, so, you know, I, I, I share a recent experience um, with uh, some home automation and uh, only after I set it up did I realize that the servers were sitting in China. And, uh, and that, that poses certain questions, right? So here I am living in Dubai uh, using European bought appliances that have a, uh, um, an, a, a smart service that I can access from my smartphone uh, that is delivered through a server sitting in China. You know, that, that does make one think. 
So you know, you you could argue that um, that uh, integrity of of message could be um, queried uh, along the line uh, by other parties. And so I think we we do to we do need to address privacy concerns in the digital arena um, and take them quite seriously because they will. Uh, unbeknownst to us, um, uh, share to other actors, uh, whether we're home or not, uh, what our consumption patterns are, and uh, other privacy concerns. So you're, you're right to be concerned. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think on a, on a, again, talking about you and me, uh, I think we have become very used to our data being kind of shared. There are so right. many uh, social sharing pages and, and so on and so forth. And there certainly we have less concern, but we definitely see independent of countries. Every country is very particular about uh, taking the really important information in country. Agreed. And so uh, it's all in the cloud, but then it's, it's not. Right, it's well the, <laughs> <cloud's> <laughs> the cloud is somewhere, right? <laughs> yes. So um, maybe a little bit on, on uh, blockchain yeah, uh, then. Sure. I mean, uh, we, we talked a bit about uh, security now, but <coughs> I mean, blockchain, the, the principle is obviously that it's not only one computer. Uh, and we, we hear it uh, a lot at the moment, and our own company is doing stuff around this. Um, I would be interested, uh, number one, either, although you told me already asking a technology company what they are doing, it's not a smart move, but <laughs> still try. Um, if you do something with blockchain, and what you see as the biggest opportunity for blockchain in the energy sector? Yeah, I mean, it, it, is, it is an active area of research, shall I put it like that. So, you know, we, we are um, ultimately looking way at ways to monetize um, how the blockchain is going to serve practical use cases. So, you know, for example, we've mentioned some of the consumer use cases that uh, have the blockchain as an intermediary for settlements. So, so we've, we've, we've prototyped those and we've got some use case videos that are on our website that you can view. Uh, but I, f I think there are other um, potentially more valuable uh, scenarios that uh, that take the blockchain into the realm of the practical, you know, into the operational, uh, not just on the consumer side, but uh, in the way, for example, that we do um, government exchanges around um, safety, work clearances, uh, you know, job site inspections. That to me is, is a, a potentially more use interesting uh, and useful approach because uh, at the moment, the, the jurisdiction of those documents, the control of those documents, um, between m many parties is, uh, is something that uh, in some jurisdictions leaves a bit to be desired. You know, so once you've had the sign-off, for example, that your installation is uh, safe to use, uh, is it really? Or, mm -hmm. or rather, could somebody then alter it later on and, uh, and, right. uh, uh, and undermine uh, you know, a, a prior approval? So I, I think that's where uh, I, I've become quite interested in and how we can apply blockchain. Um, and you know, I mentioned, for example, safety scenarios. You know, things like uh, um, you know work management, uh, work worker safety, and the certification requirements for um, gaining that uh, that line of sight to uh, approval processes between many counterparties. You can yeah. imagine a building owner, an operator, a utility. Uh, you know, so I think that's where, where there are other uh, use cases that will begin to become, I, I believe, more practical for the typical SAP customer yep. as opposed to the end consumer. Yes, I mean, actually in DNVDL we have just moved our certificates in a large scale into the blockchain. Exactly. Which, which is a good use case. Exactly, there. yes. Yep. Exactly. So yeah, that's another perfect one. So certification of, of, um, of uh, uh, you know, coded welds. You know, oh. that, that would be an example, but 
also then on the human side of, uh, of training and uh, um, also of uh, annual certification and medical records. Okay, um, sl we are coming slowly to an end already of this uh, episode, unfortunately. And, and the last question, I, I think I'd like to focus a bit on the Global Smart Energy Summit here in Dubai. What, what do you think is the most important, m well, maybe message we get from here, but or, or we should get from here, looking at the development of that particular part of the world? Of the Middle East, you mean? Yes. Yeah, it's a, it's a region in transition. Um, you know, the, the uh, inclusion of renewables, either through... Uh, proactive market forces or because they become economically competitive uh, is definitely upon us. Um, Dubai is leading the way. Uh, we have um, a mandate now as well around electric vehicles here. Uh, Abu Dhabi has done some uh, large procurements of renewables. So, you know, those are very key trends that that uh, that uh, certainly the UAE is, is leading the way. Uh, Saudi has, has, has made some large announcements for their renewable program, uh, so you know that that all bear, bears well for the future. Um, you know, other than that, I, I think the, uh, the 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 challenge that I see is now how do we balance the loads? Mm -hmm. You know, once you once you look at the particular load profile of of the Middle East, you start seeing some some uh, parameters that are, are quite unique to this region. You know, we have this huge seasonal yeah. fluctuation. You know, d our interday looks very different from Europe. And then you try and think how you're going to meet that to uh, renewables. And you know, by the way, will renewables be mandated to be first dispatched like it is in Europe, or will renewables be dispatchable? Mm. You know, so th these are the, the the types of questions that uh, we hope we can be a part of their their um, their solution uh, by uh, looking at ways to, uh, uh, if you will be a hub for energy transactions, actually not even energy transactions, but uh, operationally. So for example, if, if we could help a, um, uh, a utility have a, a, a seven day ahead view on, mm -hmm. on its uh, operational uh, uh, performance, that would provide the rest of the market uh, some sense of uh, confidence in, in what they need to do to buy ahead, uh, you know, in terms of uh, uh, planning other uh, dispatchable power to compensate. Thank you very much, Brian. Uh, unfortunately, we came to the end already, but sure. uh, and uh, to the audience, uh, thank you for listening in. That was Brian Williams, industry advisor from SAP. Thank you for listening to this DNVGL Talks Energy podcast. To hear more podcasts in the series, please visit dnvgl.com/talksenergy.